friends and neighbors gather round. The y'all show has come to town. It's the end of the week, and this is the show that's all about the Southeast. I'm John Rawl, and we're glad that you could join us for this great show that we call the Y'all Show. Connect to us at your leisure 24-7. Our number to text or call is 803-816-1170. Our streaming apps of which you can go and listen to the show anytime you want to. We're at iHeartRadio, the TuneIn Radio app, and the Apple Podcast app. Search for Y'all Show, and voila, there we are. Look for that big red and white Y'all logo, and click subscribe or like, whichever the option is for you to get the Y'all Show free of charge right at your fingertips. And that's if you have a smartphone or an iPad. Also, thank you to all of our great radio affiliates and our great radio affiliate listeners as we broadcast this daily message about the South. Hey, we're glad that you, indeed, a reminder, thank you, thank you, thank you for tuning in to the South's number one talk show, the show that's all about the South. Hey, coming up on this show today, we've got a look at headlines from across the Southeast, the latest on that rally that's going to be taking place on Monday in the capital city of Virginia. Richmond's going to have a pro-gun rally, and Governor Northam on Thursday took kind of an extreme measure And we'll discuss that in our headlines coming up in just a handful of seconds. Plus, if you like the Confederate flag and Confederate symbolism, Thursday was a pretty good day for you. And we'll tell you why, because something happened in Oxford, Mississippi, and something also happened in Western Virginia. Not West Virginia, but I guess it would technically be Southwest Virginia. Something happened there on the Confederate level that we'll get to. All that in our headlines on today's Y'all Show. Later this hour, we'll look at some of the college sports headlines, and LSU continues to be in the news. In fact, they'll be at the White House today celebrating their brand-new national championship. We've got some LSU news and notes, including Odell Beckham Jr., the Cleveland Browns, if you want to call him Star, who also is an LSU alum. He's in the news for the wrong reasons. We'll tell you why. Plus, we'll also tell you about some departures for the Clemson Tigers. And we'll get to some college basketball news and a little a little kind of a glimpse of what's going to be taking place Saturday on the hard court with your top 25 Southern teams in action in college basketball. All that in our college sports spotlight in just a handful of minutes. And then as we wrap up this first hour of today's Y'all Show, we have our first ICYMI of the middle part of January, at least, as we'll rewind back to Friday, or rather on Monday, when Michael Bustler stopped by. He's an economics professor, and he came on to talk about the Trump economy, and we'll have that ICYMI later this year, later this hour, in case y'all missed it. Michael Bustler, a little section of that Monday interview, we'll replay for you here in this first hour. When we go to hour two, I'm sorry if you don't like LSU, this is a bad week for you because they're the national champions. And we're going to do a little LSU tribute at the Friday Free For Y'all section of our show today. And this is kind of an unusual Free For Y'all because not often do we have marching band music included in our kind of celebration of the weekend arriving. But when your team wins the national championship, 
you get a little extra treatment here on the y'all show especially if you're a good southern team as the bayou Bengals are and this is a combination of a celebration of lsu football of this year but also of the lsu football heritage and one of the kind of pioneers of lsu football was the longtime, i guess deceased now but certainly a legend in louisiana the late governor huey p long who was of course assassinated back in the mid-1930s but he really helped put lsu football on the map in many ways and believe it or not governor huey p long wrote a song that still played by the lsu marching band and we're going to play that plus you're going to actually get to hear huey p long's voice singing another song a sort of a self self-written song about his self and we'll play that going way back to the early 30s for that little tribute to huey p long in the second hour's first section so don't miss out on that the kingfish is going to get saluted here because his beloved lsu tigers just picked up their fourth national championship this week also in hour two we'll have hashtag hullabaloo we've got some martin luther king jr information to pass along as monday is the national holiday for that and we'll let you know what the king center put out via social media here over the last couple days as the nation gets ready to celebrate dr king's legacy on monday with the national holiday by the way his birthday was let's see wednesday of this past week was dr king i think it would have been his 91st birthday on wednesday so we'll have dr king information and other fun stuff and hashtag hullabaloo and then we wrap up today's y'all show with a quick look at the new movies bad boys hits theaters this weekend oh it's a fun movie that you're going to want to go see for sure it will let you know about the other movies that are making their debut at the box office and then we'll take a look at some of the other professional sports going on including the afc championship game which features that tennessee titans and the kansas city chiefs that game sunday afternoon and then sunday evening it's the san francisco 49ers and the green bay packers in the nfc championship and the winners of those two different games move on to play in the super bowl in two weeks down in miami gardens so we'll have some pro football talk We'll actually talk a little tennis as the Australian Open gets underway this weekend, and we'll let you know how some of the favorites are seated in that tournament down under. Also, what's going on in the world of golf, we'll get to that, and we'll try to make sense of some of this Major League Baseball crisis that's going on this week with the Houston Astros scandal. And now we know that at least two other managers outside of the Stroves have been let go of their duties here this week because of their connection to the Houston Astros stealing signs. And all that will be discussed in our final segment of today's Y'all Show and what we call the the weekend sports primer. And then we'll wrap it all up with from Dixie with love. Well, let's jump into the headlines here as we scan the Southland here on y'all looking for information to share with all y'all. And this story ties into what's going to be taking place Monday as there'll be a pro-gun rally at Virginia's capital in Richmond. And on Thursday, a former Canadian Armed Forces reservist and two other men who authorities say are linked to a violent white supremacist group were arrested in Maryland just days before they were supposed to be going to Richmond for that rally. The three men who are members of something called the base taken into custody on federal felony charges in Maryland and in Delaware, the Justice Department said in a news release. One of the men had discussed traveling to Ukraine to fight alongside nationalists and compared the white supremacist group to al-Qaeda, a prosecutor said during the defendant's initial court hearings. And these three 
only which I think one is from the South, and that would be Brian Mark Limley Jr., 33 years old, of Elkton, Maryland. They're arrested, and they're charged with transporting a firearm and ammunition with intent to commit a felony. Another Maryland man, 19-year-old William Garfield Bilbro IV, is charged with transporting and harboring aliens. So a really unusual story leading up to this pro-gun rally scheduled at the Capitol in Richmond on Monday. And Governor Ralph Northam on Wednesday declared a state of emergency, banning all types of weapons from the gun rally, citing reports that armed militia groups were planning to attend. As on Monday, the Virginia Citizens Defense League and Gun Owners of America, they filed a lawsuit seeking an injunction specifically against the ban on firearms. So we'll find out if what the folks there in Richmond have a peaceful rally. We sure hope so there as they are kind of fighting there in Richmond, the gun owners, the the pro-gun people against what's now a Democratic-led legislature in Richmond who are certainly, it looks like, changing some of the laws of virginia when it comes to gun ownership a woman in south carolina has now pleaded guilty to fatally poisoning her husband get this by putting eye drops into his water for days and she's now been sentenced to 25 years in prison and this comes to us from york county which is rock hill just south of charlotte north carolina 53-year-old Lena Sue Clayton pleaded guilty on Thursday to voluntary manslaughter and tampering with a food or drug, as detectives said that Miss Clayton admitted to giving her husband, Stephen Clayton, drinks laced with Visine. She poisoned him with Visine for three days back in 2018, and unfortunately, the poison eventually caused his death, according to prosecutors, and this woman now going to pay a, a very heavy price for killing her own husband, Again, poisoning him with eye drops. That'll make you think twice when you put that stuff in your eyes. And if you're a contact wearer like I am, have you ever actually swallowed the solution that goes in your eyes or something like Visine? It 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 really does affect you if you swallow it. Even just a small drop will, at least for me, maybe I've got a sensitive stomach. Don't swallow that stuff if you can help it. Bond. James Bond. No, not the movie guy. But a man named James Bond in Alabama has now been arrested along with two others after cages of children found in their home. And this comes to us on the Alabama-Georgia border as the man named James Bond and these other two accused of locking children in a makeshift wooden cage inside an apparent house of horrors. Deputies found the cages inside a home in Smith Station. That's just to the north, I guess northwest of Columbus, Georgia just to the southeast of Auburn and Opelika, Alabama, is where Smith Station, Alabama, is located. And this 69-year-old man, James Bond, he shared the home there with two others, Pamela Dolores Bond and Kaya Michelle Mann, this in Lee County in Alabama. Investigators went to the home with child welfare workers earlier this week to look into a report of possible child abuse. Inside the house investigators found four children ages 11 10 4 and age 3 and deputies noticed two wooden cages with locks and hasp investigators determined the four children had been locked in the cages on multiple occasions the office there in lee county released photos of what appeared to be the wooden crib shaped cages with a mattress and blanket inside each had a slatted lid across the top that appeared to open and close a disturbing story coming there from east alabama with mr bond and his accomplices at at least it appears having these cages with their own i guess kids and grandkids 
stuck inside of him. Matt Gates has been in the news a lot lately, and part of it was because he went against President Trump the other day in the whole powers of the president motion that was put forward in the House of Representatives. Now, Representative Gates, who's from the Jacksonville, Florida area, he's now part of a growing sex game allegation while he was part of a member of the Florida state legislature. And he's going into a kind of nasty feud with a person who's going to be challenging him for the congressional seat there in Northeast Florida coming up in a few months as Gates, whose last name is spelled G A E T Z. And if you ever tune into Fox news, you know exactly who I'm talking about. Gates said he did not create a game that rewarded legislators for sleeping with lobbyists, staffers, and married lawmakers after he was accused of doing so by a Florida state representative as part of this ever escalating, ever escalating and increasingly nasty fight on Twitter. That's going on between the two as state representative in Florida, Chris Latvala, who's also Republican is now triggering the, feud and he's being criticized by matt gates and they are having this nasty thing is i mean it's it's a pretty bold allegation if if it's not true to come out but lavala appeared to be referencing in a tweet a report from the politico's mark caputo who formerly covered florida politics for the miami herald and he put a uh, put released a tweet from 2013 that said hey ladies source Young male Florida reps have point system contests for having sex, a one point for a lobbyist, two point for a staffer, three for other legislator, or a six for a married legislator. Again, Matt Gates has denied that he created the game in a statement to the Tampa Bay Times saying he had no idea what this other guy was talking about. <laughs> what a weird, weird story coming out of the state of Florida here. Uh, for this sex alleged sex game game that's been going on there before matt gates got to washington dc and if true i wonder if he's playing that game in washington dc i'm sure he's not but i'm sure there's other games that go on in the nation's capital an 86 year old man in south carolina is in the news for the wrong reason and let me just tell y'all if you're thinking about a career change in your late 80s don't think about changing to be a bank robber because that's exactly what 86 year old gilbert paul ware did when he went into a bank of america in greenville south carolina earlier this week wearing a mask and waving a firearm and mr ware demanded money from employees according to the greenville police department and then was arrested for robbing a bank one mile from the crime scene as he tried to make a as they say not so hasty getaway yeah again if you're gonna rob a bank it's probably not a good idea to be nearly 90 years young as after he left the property he did not get far according to the sheriff's department's release witnesses gave officers a description of where and his vehicle and caught up with him within minutes at a recent uh, nearby traffic stop and they recovered the weapon and stolen money from that bank of america he's now been charged with bank robbery and more charges expected to follow even if you're 86 years young don't think you can get away with robbing a bank and gilbert paul ware is going to have to learn the lesson the hard way he might end up dying in prison because of his dumb decision and and his not so hasty getaway i love that terminology but it's absolutely true well if you've seen the news here lately you know about a deadly couple of days at parchman penitentiary that's in mississippi's delta that's the official state prison for the state of mississippi and i think it was around five people died in that prison as it was understaffed and really kind of got a lot of national headlines over the last couple of weeks 
Well, the brand new governor of Mississippi is Tate Reeves, and he said that the state will conduct a nationwide search for a new commissioner to lead a state prison system that's reckoning with what he called a catastrophe as this recent outburst of deadly violence and longstanding problems at Parchment and other prisons has led to deaths, also a lot of job vacancies and a lot of damaged facilities. As Reeves, who spoke uh, at the Mississippi Bureau of Investigation, is going to assign an officer to the Mississippi State Penitentiary to, at Parchment to uncover any criminal activity connected to the violence. Now, from what I understand about Parchment, it's been overrun by gangs, and they're also short-staffed. And so that's part of the reason it's been such a deadly last couple of days. No excuse. You shouldn't have prisoners dying in prison if you can all help it. And to have five die, I know in the last three weeks, is a pretty embarrassing thing. And I remember it was about a year and a half ago in the summertime, there were more than a dozen, I think, prisoners in Mississippi's prison penal system who died there behind bars. In fact, some of your national people, maybe the names are drawn a blank, but some real national figures are now getting behind the movement to, to bring light to this and see if something can't be changed and a part of that again is the fact that they're short-staffed as a lot of places are as right now the average starting salary for a prison worker in mississippi is twenty five thousand six hundred fifty dollars and i think that's going to go up to around thirty thousand dollars pretty soon but still are you willing to go in and risk your life every day for thirty thousand dollars a year a lot of people aren't and remember they don't necessarily put these prisons right on the coast of Mississippi or other nice places in the state of Mississippi or whatever state you're in. Oftentimes, the main prison where you have the worst criminals are put in a corner of your state that nobody really wants to go hang out in in most normal circumstances. More news coming out of Mississippi. On Thursday, some people got together in Jackson to make a decision on what to do with the Confederate monument that's at the University of Mississippi's campus, right there at the circle when you come on the campus there in Oxford. And the college board, the people that kind of look out over all of Mississippi's eight public universities, they actually voted Thursday to delay a vote on a proposal to move that monument as multiple people, multiple student organizations, faculty organizations have already said, get this Confederate monument off the middle of our circle and move it to the Confederate cemetery, which more than 700 Confederate soldiers are buried on the Ole Miss campus. And they all died mostly from the Battle of Shiloh in 1862 as the University of Mississippi was turned into a hospital and many of those died and were buried in the nearby cemetery. And now the activists want this monument moved. Well, in a little bit of a surprise, this monument, which was erected in 1906 by the United Daughters of the Confederacy, the highest board that looks out over the university system says, we're going to delay the proposal to move this thing. And that's a win for those who are in favor of keeping it right where it is as Mississippi, like many southern states, has a state law that prohibits the removal of historic monuments like this Confederate statue. More to come on that, but the people out there who are certainly on the activist side from the liberal side are not real happy. They thought this thing would have already been moved, and there's a new chancellor there at the University of Mississippi, Glenn Boyce. He put out a statement said, We are committed to working with the board to accomplish our goal of relocating the monument. We appreciate all of the work that our campus constituents and others have put forward on this important issue. 
but maybe just maybe it might stay where it is it is it's going to stay there temporarily and it might stay there even beyond that if they end up finding that the state law of mississippi is pretty strong on not moving that monument now to virginia and here's another confederate related story to tell you about as we wrap up our headlines here on this friday into the week edition a school board there in the roanoke area has decided to not update its dress code to ban displays of the confederate flag as this follows months of debate in franklin county which is right outside of roanoke in western virginia as school board members said a ban could violate students rights to free speech and also create legal challenges the school board there voted seven to one the one vote against it was from a black member the only black member on the board as she argued the flag was a symbol of white supremacy but in a little bit of a change especially in a state like virginia the school board saying if you want to wear something with a confederate flag on it to school you're not in violation of a dress code that a little bit of an unusual headline in today's world uh so there and speaking of that uh, for all the virginians out there you might want to wear, wear that if you like civil war history you like confederate history well remember it's right now robert e lee's birthday i think his birthday was wednesday just like martin luther king jr's birthday was i think his might be the 16th which would have been yesterday my apologies i need to study up on all my historic figures now if you have been trying to go through birmingham from an east-west direction for a while you've had a real problem on your hand as the i-59 interstate 20 bridge through birmingham was shut down as they created this flyover there this downtown bridge in downtown birmingham a real problem you had to go all the way around i've done it twice i've had to go through some roads north of birmingham that i never would have gone through normally i I ended up finding the right path i got to the airport got on i-20 headed toward atlanta all was well but let me tell you thanks to the alabama department of transportation's hard work they're getting ready to open this new interstate 5920 bridge and it's a 700 million dollar project and they're going to finish it early january 21st is the date that that will be open so in less than a week hopefully you can drive right through downtown birmingham any direction you want to and it's going to be awesome awesome because that's real a real problem for all the birmingham area people as traffic for a while now has had to divert to interstate 459 as people had to deal with this this is right to the north of downtown birmingham and it's really that east-west corridor so you could still travel interstate 65 without any problem but if you wanted to go from any direction toward atlanta or to tuscaloosa for example if you're coming from the east it was a real nuisance and so looks like this bridge will be open here on 21 january and the contractors there get a good attaboy and i bet you they're also getting a bunch of extra money for finishing this thing in a timely manner. That's the way construction projects go these days. And finally, here in our headlines, scanning the southeast, in Nashville, a man's been charged with driving away with a Cadillac. Now, the problem with this is this man, 40-year-old Corey Jackson, was driving this 2019 Cadillac Escalade ESV while he was testing it out from Crest Cadillac. <laughs> and he decided after he was testing it out i guess the good salesman there let him have the keys and let him go test it out there north of downtown nashville after a photocopy was made of his driver's license 
and he took this caddy for a little ride and then kept on riding as a 2019 Cadillac Escalade ESV. It's valued at 94,000 buckaroos, and luckily he was caught. Of course, it's not that hard to catch a guy in a stolen brand new, didn't, I'm assuming still had the dealer tag there, Crest Cadillacs, 2019 Cadillac Escalade ESV, and oh, poor old Corey Jackson. He's going to have to go to jail for a little while. He was charged with felony theft, $60,000 to $250,000. Bond set at $75,000. So note to this man, don't try to steal a brand new car before you've actually even bought it. Kind of a dumb move. But aren't we full of dumb moves here with some of our fellow Southerners? It sure appears that way. Well, that will conclude our look at headlines from across the Southeast. When the Y'all Show returns after this little break, stick around. It's our college sports showcase. We'll look at some news from college football, LSU primarily, but we got some Clemson news to pass along to you. And we'll also look at some of the college basketball games that will be going on Saturday that you want to make sure you tune in, some of the top 25 action. All that's coming up after this break. And don't forget, later this hour, we'll have ICYMI. We'll rewind back to Monday when economics professor Michael Bussler was our very special guest. And he's going to come on and talk about this Trump economy, which, by the way, was bolstered this week by a couple of deals. The deal with China and USMCA, the U.S.-Mexico-Canada agreement that was passed in the Senate on Thursday. And President Trump going to put his John Hancock or his Donald John on it. And we're excited about that as a country, and especially our, our great Southern farmers will benefit from that. So all of that is headed your way, so don't you go anywhere. If you're worried about your cholesterol, hear how others are taking charge with garlic. My doctor said my cholesterol was borderline, but I've been taking garlic, and it works. I've been taking garlic for years. My pharmacist recommended garlic. He said there's an ingredient in garlic that helps maintain healthy cholesterol. I take garlic every day. No garlic breath. Lots of people like you are choosing garlic to help maintain a healthy cholesterol. Garlic, it's cholesterol's natural enemy. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Use as directed. Asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. (coughs) Now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over the counter. So whether you need relief on symptoms at the park or at your kitchen table, Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CVS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed. Beep's coming. You know what to do. Hey, I'm going to just rip this Band-Aid off. We need to break up. You're just, you're not good for me. I'm always sweaty and uncomfortable around you, and I'm not getting any benefits from this relationship. You're just a basic memory foam mattress. I deserve better. And before you ask, yes, there is someone else. I've been seeing the purple mattress online for a while now. Don't blame yourself. How can you compete with a bed that totally supports me, hugs my pressure points, and sleeps so effortlessly cool? Not to mention the 100-night trial and free shipping. 
Now that's a bed with benefits. It'll make me feel better than you ever could. Break up with your old mattress and get with Purple today. Take advantage of Purple's Snorin' 20 sale and get free sheets and a premium sleep mask when you buy any Purple mattress. That's up to a $158 value. Claim your free premium Purple gifts today by texting OFFER to 84888. That's keyword O-F-F-E-R to 84888. Data rates may apply. you've been under a rock the last five days or so the lsu tigers your 2019 college football national champions winning on monday night over the clemson tigers with a 17 point thumping of trevor lawrence dabo sweeney and crew and lsu and ed orgeron as he gets his first national championship and it's lsu's fourth national championship in school history we've got some lsu related news that we want to get to here as we start our look at college sports here on this end of the week edition of the y'all show and first up what a bizarre story we know that odell beckham jr was called on video handing out wads of cash to lsu players in the seconds after the win against clemson monday night in new orleans and he first said that that was fake money it was obviously real money and there's some real problems there for lsu to have to deal with it with his this moron, I'm going to just go ahead and say that, moron doing such a moronic thing in front of the cameras. And even if he didn't then do it in front of the cameras, he's Odell Beckham Jr. People are going to see when he gives money to a LSU football player. They don't need that. You're, you're staining what was a very, very great moment for these student athletes. And here, this idiot who can't even do a good job in the NFL, by the way, comes, and I don't know who led him on the sideline, <laughs> probably the most fun he's had and most action he's seen in a football game in quite some time, Odell Beckham Jr., and he was on the sideline watching the LSU Tigers win that national championship. Well, in addition to handing out cash and now causing a big problem for LSU, it now turns out that the police in New Orleans have issued an arrest warrant for the Cleveland Browns wide receiver and former LSU football player, as he's now been charged with simple battery, as video surfaced this week showing Beckham slapping the buttocks of a Superdome security guard in the locker room of LSU right after that national championship win against Clemson. According to records obtained by NOLA.com, the security guard had been telling LSU players to put out cigars in the locker room before he was slapped by Odell Beckham Jr. And I saw that video before this story kind of got leaked. And I thought then, this guy's picking on these players for firing up cigars. Something tells me he's not going to like a guy slapping him on the buttocks, which is exactly what Beckham did. As NOPD's public affairs office confirmed that the security guard did indeed file a complaint. Louisiana statute defines simple battery as battery committed without the consent of the victim. 
Punishment in Louisiana can include a fine of no more than $1,000 and imprisonment for no more than six months or both. As representatives from the Browns said in a statement that they're aware that he did touch, that, that they've been in touch with Odell, and they're cooperating with the proper authorities to appropriately address the situation. Beckham was also captured on video in addition to slapping the security guard as we said he was slapped he was slapping hundred dollar bills or something higher in denomination to lsu players after that 42 25 victory again a, a a problem that lsu did not need to have and why was he even in the locker room frankly okay i know the guy's a star but this he took away from these current lsu players and their greatest moment and probably in most cases of their entire life winning a national championship now the lsu players will have another moment they'll remember today as they're going to be in washington dc they actually flew up on thursday from baton rouge and believe it or not on interstate 110 a couple of the buses that lsu was driving to the airport in got in a little fender bender so that created a little bit of a, a little bit of a hiccup for coach orgeron but yes the tigers are headed to washington dc to visit the white house as they got invited by President Trump to do that after winning that national championship game Monday night. And we're not sure what, if anything, they're going to be served. As last year, Clemson went there and had a smorgasbord of fast food when they visited the White House. And Joe Burrow and company, while they're all still together, many of the LSU players have already declared they're going to the NFL as they're still kind of one unit for right now, heading to the nation's capital where President Trump will welcome in the LSU football team of 2019 to celebrate the national championship here today. Congratulations. Ed Orgeron, now more LSU news for you. I told you we got a lot of LSU stuff here. We're LSU heavy. In fact, we're not going to be done with LSU. Tune in to the start of the second hour today. And in our Friday free for y'all, just after we play our traditional David Lee Murphy party crowd song, we're going to play an LSU fight song of a, uh, one of their unofficial fight songs. And it was actually written by the great governor of Louisiana, Huey P. Long. And we'll tell you a little bit of the backstory, a little bit of the history of Huey P. Long and his connection to the old war school. All that coming up in hour two. So Tiger fans, get your recorders going and celebrate this national championship by listening to all of today's y'all show. Okay, go Tigers. Now, this is not the best of news, Tiger fans, for you. As Sikkim, the Baylor Bears have come in and stolen Dave Aranda as the head coach for the Baylor Bears as LSU has lost their defensive coordinator as the athletic director at Baylor said that this is going to be an exciting time for the university as Aranda is a special person who loves football and his student athletes, a highly intellectual guy. And this is a great fit for both Baylor and the university at large that from the athletic director in Waco, Mac Rhodes. Remember, Baylor lost their head coach, Matt Rule, to the Carolina Panthers, and now they're trying to replace him, and I think they picked a good guy in Dave Aranda, who, oddly enough, Dave Aranda played college football and actually was a college roommate at one time with Tom Herman, the current coach of the Texas Longhorns. So I assume those guys are two buddies when they played back at California Lutheran, Cal Lutheran, you old... Martin Luther loving school you and I can only say that because I'm a I'm a Lutheran too so uh, how about that we're Catholic light as as our nickname is but yes Dave Aranda now in Big 12 country right up the street from Tom Herman in Austin 
as he'll be leading the Bears. Aranda is 43 years young, and he got the job after Virginia Tech coach Justin Fuente kind of bowed out of the head coaching search. And I think Billy Napier also was in the running to be the head coach in Waco. And now this guy, Aranda, comes in as the new coach of the Baylor Bears. And what a great job Matt Rule did. And we'll see how well he does. Aranda, that is taking the taking the shoes that Matt Rule and company had there for the Bears, who finished second in the Big 12 and lost that Big 12 championship game to the Oklahoma Sooners. I think they finished 13th in the final AP poll. By the way, for you Mississippians, at one point, Dave Aranda was an assistant coach for the Delta State Fighting Okra, a.k.a. Statesman, in Cleveland, Mississippi. So pretty neat to have this guy heading on to Baylor. Now, as we said, Justin Fuente is going to remain head coach of the Virginia Tech Hokies. He's 33-20 and in four seasons at VT, and he kind of bowed out of that running, so Hokie fans will have him around. Some thought he might go on because he's got a lot of connections to the Big 12 Conference, but in the end, he's going to stick around Blacksburg. Now to Clemson news, wide receiver, first-round projected pick T. Higgins has announced that he indeed is going to turn pro Higgins is ranked by CBS Sports as the number four receiver in the draft class and the number 17 prospect overall. He's six foot four and coming off his first 1,000 yard receiving season for Clemson, where he hauled in 59 receptions and 1,167 yards with 13 touchdowns to his credit. He actually caught three passes for 52 yards in Clemson's loss to LSU Monday night. But T. Higgins, no longer in the orange and northwestern purple of Clemson, he's taken his talents to the professional level now one person staying and sticking around the college game is alabama running back Najee harris he's decided to stay in school and will be coming back to tuscaloosa in 2020 as he's decided not to go to the 2020 nfl draft Najee harris going to be a crimson tide player going on for going on forward and one other clemson player i meant to tell you about backup quarterback chase bryce who really got very little time if at all the last couple of seasons behind trevor lawrence he announced that he's going to transfer entering the transfer portal it looks like he's going to be a graduate transfer which means he'll have eligibility immediately in 2020 and again got very very little playing time at clemson because of all the action that we saw from trevor lawrence and others that were before him now dabo sweeney i love what dabo said he said the magic word in the statement about mr bryce he said i'm telling y'all this kid can play i'm not surprised we recruited him he was one of the top 15 quarterbacks in the country won a state championship he's got a lot of swag a lot of moxie he can sling it bryce threw for just over a thousand yards and nine touchdowns over the last two seasons for the Clemson Tigers, your number two team in all the land. And now he's looking for a new home to play his college football. All right, let's find a, let's wrap up today with a look at what's going on college basketball-wise here on Saturday. Our top 25 Southern teams in action include the Baylor Bears. They're number two. They'll be on the road at Oklahoma State with an early game on Saturday, a high noon Eastern 11 Central time there from Gallagher-Iba Arena in Stillwater. 
Also in the South, Southern-wise college basketball, the number 9 Florida State Seminoles will be playing against the Miami Hurricanes. Auburn will try to rebound after a loss to Alabama and Tuscaloosa in midweek action. They'll be taking on Michael White's Florida Gators from Exact Tech Arena in Gainesville. This is a 1.30 Gainesville time tip on CBS. The Texas Longhorns will be hosting the number 6 Kansas Jayhawks. K-State and West Virginia will be playing in Manhattan's Bramlage Coliseum. Maryland will have Purdue coming in to Xfinity Center in College Park for a mid-afternoon game. The Arkansas Razorbacks have a pretty good game going on at Bud Walton as the Razorbacks, who are 14-2, and have the Kentucky Wildcats ranked number 10 and coming in after a loss midweek to the South Carolina Gamecocks. This ought to be a great game. It's an ESPN broadcast, 4 o'clock Eastern, 3 o'clock Fayetteville time. And the Houston Cougars will be playing an AAC game against the number 16 Wichita State Shockers. The Red Raiders of Texas Tech have Iowa State coming in to Lubbock for a game on the mid-afternoon slate on ESPNU. And the Duke Blue Devils, who lost to Clemson in midweek action, the Devils and the Louisville Cardinals, ranked number 11, have an ESPN game, 6 Eastern, 5 Central from Cameron Indoor Stadium. And that's a look at some of your Southern teams playing college basketball here on this Saturday. And that will conclude our college sports spotlight, our spectacular of what's going on in the South in terms of college sports. We've got some other sports news we'll get to at the end of next hour, including a quick look at the AFC and NFC championship games of the NFL. When we come back, it's I-C-Y-M-I time. I rewind to our interview with Michael Bussler. That's coming up on The Y'all Show. Beep's coming. You know what to do. Hey, I'm going to just rip this Band-Aid off. We need to break up. You're just, you're not good for me. I'm always sweaty and uncomfortable around you, and I'm not getting any benefits from this relationship. You're just a basic memory foam mattress. I deserve better. And before you ask, yes, there is someone else. I've been seeing the purple mattress online for a while now. Don't blame yourself. How can you compete with a bed that totally supports me, hugs my pressure points, and sleeps so effortlessly cool? Not to mention the 100-night trial and free shipping. Now that's a bed with benefits. It'll make me feel better than you ever could. Break up with your old mattress and get with Purple today. Take advantage of Purple's Snorin' 20 sale and get free sheets and a premium sleep mask when you buy any Purple mattress. That's up to a $158 value. Claim your free premium Purple gifts today by texting OFFER to 84888. That's keyword O-F-F-E-R to 84888. Data rates may apply. Asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. (coughs) Now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over the counter. So whether you need relief of symptoms at the park or at your kitchen table, Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CVS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed. I want to keep my heart healthy, so I get my cholesterol checked regularly. And when my doctor told me my cholesterol was borderline, I found garlic. According to my pharmacist, there's an ingredient in garlic that helps maintain healthy cholesterol. And one garlic tablet is equal to a whole clove of garlic, except it's odor-free. Yep, I'm doing what I can for my cholesterol, and I'm doing it with garlic. Garlic, cholesterol's natural enemy. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Use as directed.
Emma. In case y'all missed it, this is where on the Y'all Show, we go back in the archives here of recent and find an interview that might be worth giving a little love to. And on Monday's Y'all Show, as part of our Y'all Street Business Report, we went all the way to New Jersey and we found economics professor Michael Bussler as he teaches economics there in the Garden State and is a big proponent of the Trump economy. And we invited him to come on and talk about Trump's effect and the economy that's going on right now on the Southeast and all the other highlights of what we've seen. I mean, this is a pretty good time to be a business person in our country and specifically in our region. And Dr. Michael Bussler now, a little portion of our interview for Monday right here on the Y'all Show. The southern states that rely on agriculture uh, that may have been uh, hurt a little bit uh, or maybe more than a little bit during some of these uh trade war battles, uh, they're going to see some uh, very positive gains. Uh, China realized when they um, retaliated uh, against Trump's tariffs by putting tariffs on agricultural products, it really ended up hurting their population because food prices went up and most of their workers are fairly low paid. That's why we're over there in the first place. Um, So it put a a squeeze on their uh, population. So they're going to start buying large amounts of food from us. So any um, most of the agricultural industry, and particularly those that uh, sold to China in the past, I think we'll see some big gains going a little further south down to uh, Texas and uh, along the Gulf Coast there. I think the energy industry um, will continue to do well, I don't think energy prices will spike. Uh, they'll probably be fairly stable and, if anything, maybe uh, somewhat increasing uh, simply because uh, um, activity should increase. The rest of the world is not doing quite as well as we are. So any businesses that do a lot of uh, transaction with foreign companies may not see um a whole lot of growth but <clears throat> generally speaking as i say things things will look good um i think for businesses all all over the country interest rates are now at a, i think at a spot where they should be so any businesses that need um financing uh, should be able one to get it since we fixed the problems with the dodd frank bill that uh was low uh, was uh, made it very difficult for banks to make loans um so businesses will see banks are willing continuing to uh be willing to make loans. Interest rates have stabilized at a good spot. So if you need some debt financing, as I say, it should be uh, you should be able to get it. Um, so I'd say for the South and really for most of the country, uh, things things look pretty good for this year. And on the energy sector, specifically Texas and Louisiana, in the Trump administration, I believe the deregulation has really boosted that particular natural gas and the refinery business, right? Yes, it's done very, very well. Texas, I know, is doing uh, extremely well. I'm sure the refineries along in Louisiana, they're also uh, doing well. Yeah, Trump, um, his whole view was, look, just uh, get the government out of the way of business. Uh, You know, there's certain function government performs. We want to make sure no disasters occur. Um, But look, for the most part, just get out of the way of business and let business go and things will work out for everybody. And that's pretty much what's what's happening. So um, the needed regulations Trump kept in place, the ones that were burdensome and really counterproductive and even a little ridiculous, uh, Trump got got rid of. Uh, so people still have a good level of protection. And now it's much easier uh, for businesses to to move forward instead of having the 
government as a weight on their back, that weight has been taken off and it makes it a little easier for them to go forward. Professor Michael Bussler, an economics specialist, as he was a guest on Monday's Y'all Street Business Report right here on the Y'all Show. You can go back into the Y'all Show archives at y'all.com and hear that interview in its entirety and learn more about the Trump economy. And that was our ICYMI for the week. In hour two, which is right ahead, we want you to stick around through the break because we'll have our Friday free for y'all, a little spotlight on LSU history, LSU football history, and Huey P. Long history. All that coming up at the start of hour two. Then we'll have hashtag hullabaloo and we'll close it all down with a quick look at movies and from Dixie with Love will get us out of here. This is the Y'all Show. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be right back. If you're worried about your cholesterol, hear how others are taking charge with garlic. My doctor said my cholesterol was borderline, but I've been taking garlic, and it works. I've been taking garlic for years. My pharmacist recommended garlic. He said there's an ingredient in garlic that helps maintain healthy cholesterol. I take garlic every day. No garlic breath. Lots of people like you are choosing garlic to help maintain a healthy cholesterol. Garlic, it's cholesterol's natural enemy. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Use as directed. Asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. (coughs) Now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over the counter. So whether you need relief of symptoms at the park or at your kitchen table, Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CVS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed. Beep's coming. You know what to do. Hey, I'm going to just rip this Band-Aid off. We need to break up. You're just, you're not good for me. I'm always sweaty and uncomfortable around you, and I'm not getting any benefits from this relationship. You're just a basic memory foam mattress. I deserve better. And before you ask, yes, there is someone else. I've been seeing the purple mattress online for a while now. Don't blame yourself. How can you compete with a bed that totally supports me, hugs my pressure points, and sleeps so effortlessly cool? Not to mention the 100-night trial and free shipping. Now that's a bed with benefits. It'll make me feel better than you ever could. Break up with your old mattress and get with Purple today. Take advantage of Purple's Snorin' 20 sale and get free sheets and a premium sleep mask when you buy any Purple mattress. That's up to a $158 value. Claim your free premium Purple gifts today by texting OFFER to 84888. That's keyword O-F-F-E-R to 84888. Data rates may apply. It's time to get your party crowd on, y'all. This is the show that's all about the South, and David Lee Murphy is going to get our final hour of this week going with his hit from the 1990s. She couldn't keep from crying when she told me goodbye. But I knew the Lord, it was breaking her heart that she was breaking mine. So for the sake of her feelings and the sake of my pride I told her not to worry about me So I'm sitting here soaking up the neon lights Misery looking for some company And tonight I'm looking for a party crowd Slamming back and laughing out loud With the smoke so thick The 
With the two fights jumping like it just don't care If they're dancing over here or fighting over there I'm making the rounds Looking for a party crowd It'll dawn on me tomorrow Wherever I wake up I'll look back and try to recall where the heck's my truck So take my keys And lock them up tight And let the good times flow And I worry about tomorrow When it comes to light The night's still young And I'm on the road tonight I'm looking for a party cry Slamming them back And laughing out loud Where the smoke's so thick The blues can't hang With the two fights jumping like it just don't care if they're dancing over here or fighting over there. I'm making the rounds, looking for a party Let's sing along. I'm looking for a party crowd, slamming them back and laughing out loud. Where the smoke's so thick, the blues can't hang around. All right, we've reached the end of the week. Let's hear it. Like it just don't care if they're dancing over here or fighting over there. I'm making the rounds, looking for a party crowd. Let's all have a party, party, party. Looking for a party crowd, slamming them back and laughing out loud. Where the smoke's so thick, blues can't hang around. Oh, man, does this song not get you in the right mood? Like it just don't care if they're dancing over here or fighting over there. Woo! It is the weekend. And what a weekend we hope you're going to have. Maybe you're going to, we only have a couple more football games left. Maybe you got football planned out for the weekend. I know there's that uh, crazy sport where they knock each other out with all parts of their body. I think there's a big fight there on ESPN week this weekend. If you want to tune into, I think the guy's name's Connor McGregor. Uh, that's going on, some blood sport for you. And maybe you actually have something a lot more serious, a lot more important. And that's wonderful. Maybe you're going to a wedding. Maybe you're getting married this weekend. Congratulations. Uh, We just are glad that you could take some time here on this y'all show to get the weekend started. Well, the weekend starts after a pretty good week, especially if you're an LSU Tiger fan. As this Monday night, the LSU Tigers beat the Clemson Tigers by 17 big points and picked up their fourth national championship now normally here in this portion of the y'all show as we come to the end of the week we don't necessarily talk a lot of college sports right here in this particular portion of the y'all show end of the week this is where we like to have fun and talk a little music but guess what when we look at the archives and we look in the history of lsu there's a really cool story about lsu and history and politics and music now 
let me tell you a few things. Let me just kind of connect the dots here. I'm going to tell you about a fella who a lot of people don't like. I'm going to have to use it in the current times. They don't like. He's a a politician. People can't stand him. He's self-centered, controversial. Some people even liken him to Adolf Hitler. And a lot of people don't like him. Some people want to take him out. Some people have come out and been arrested here recently for, for saying that. But I'm actually not talking about our current president. I'm talking about Huey Pierce Long Jr., who lived from 1893 until his assassination in Baton Rouge, September 10th, 1935. The Kingfish, as he was the 40th governor of Louisiana from 1928 to 32, and then was a member of the Senate from 1932 until his assassination in 1935. And of course, the long name, a long time kind of dynasty in Louisiana politics. And, of course, Huey P. Long, he was killed there at the state capitol in Baton Rouge at the age of 42, a young guy, and just a terrible, terrible thing that happened in our history. Now, this, of course, is right in the middle of the Great Depression in the mid-1930s, and Huey P. Long came on the stage. A lot of people, it was the Great Depression. Franklin D. Roosevelt was president. And Huey P. Long came up with the idea to help out the poor people. He came out with the Share Our Wealth program, which would establish a net asset tax, meaning the earnings of which would be redistributed so as to curb the poverty and homelessness epidemic that was going on during this Great Depression. And he established this plan on February 23rd, 1934, with the motto, Every Man a King, and to stimulate the economy, Huey P. Long advocated extensive federal spending on public works, schools and colleges, and old age pensions. And he got a lot of kind of a lot of attention because of this. In fact, the current president at that time, Franklin D. Roosevelt, saw him as a threat because it was expected that Huey P. Long would try to challenge FDR for the presidential bid in nineteen thirty six. And indeed that probably was going to happen. But he was killed. He was assassinated in 1935 at the age of 42. So you probably have heard a little bit about Huey P. Long. There's been at least one movie about the Kingfish out there. I'm not here to give you a whole lot of the political side of Huey P. Long in this sort of free for y'all, as we call this portion of our Friday show. I'm here to tell you about Huey P. Long in LSU and Huey P. Long and music because the guy was actually a little bit of a singer and a songwriter. And a lot of people are now recognizing that, especially after LSU wins a national championship. Did you know that LSU's, that the Huey P. Long loved LSU through and through as he was a native of the state born in Winfield back in 1893. <laughs> but did you realize that Huey P. Long actually never went to college at Louisiana State University? He actually started out at Oklahoma Baptist University, then transferred to the University of Oklahoma College of Law and Norman. I think his brother was living in Oklahoma at the time. Then ended up going to Tulane University Law School in New Orleans, ended up passing the bar, and went on to be an attorney before getting into politics. The guy actually never went to LSU, but he saw LSU, the potential there, and especially when he was governor and then moving on to be the senator for Louisiana, he took it 
to be kind of a pet project to help out LSU and make it grow big time. Along the way, he was also a singer-songwriter. And the Kingfish had a few songs he wrote, and some of those he actually pitched toward the LSU football team. Now, to give you an idea of LSU football of the 1930s, if you go back to the first year LSU was a member of the SEC, the year the SEC was actually established, 1933, the Tigers actually didn't lose a game that entire year as LSU was seven wins, O losses. They didn't lose a game, but they had three ties. And so that cost them the championship of the SEC that first year. And that darn Alabama Crimson Tide team was actually the champions of that first year of the SEC. And the ties, by the way, who did LSU, who in the world would tie them in that inaugural year? The Gents of Centenary, they tied them. The Vanderbilt Commodores tied them in a game that was a 7-7 score in Baton Rouge. And then the last game that they ended up having a tie with, the Tulane Green Wave in a game played in New Orleans, the Battle for the Rag, that also was a 7-7 tie. But other wins that year included wins against the Rice Owls, the Millsaps Majors, they beat the Arkansas Razorbacks, the South Carolina Gamecocks, the Mississippi, I guess, Flood at that time which would become the Ole Miss Rebels a few years later. The Mississippi A&M Maroons, which is now Mississippi State, beat them in Monroe, of all places. And then the final game played in Baton Rouge was against the Tennessee Volunteers, and that was a win, 7-0 to wrap up the season of 1933. And this, again, is when Huey P. Long would have been a senator, but very involved with the LSU football team at that time. And in 1934, the last football season that Huey P. Long was alive, LSU wrapped up that year with a 7 two and two record as they had a couple losses to Tulane and Tennessee at the end of that 34 season to cost them the championship that year in the SEC. By the way, Tulane and the Alabama Crimson Tide tied for the championship. Tulane actually went 8-0-0 in the SEC in 1934. Times have indeed changed in the SEC. So that gives you a little bit of the background. The point is LSU of the 1930s was pretty good, but they weren't Alabama good. They weren't Georgia Tech good, a team that had gone to the Rose Bowl. And Huey P. Long knew the value of sports and knew the value of college football, and he wanted his beloved LSU Tigers to be right there with all the great teams of that era, the Armies and the other teams from out west that were doing great. He wanted this team in Baton Rouge to be among the elite. And right now they are Huey P. Long, but back in the 30s, not so much. Huey P. Long, again, he was a not only a politician, he was a little bit of a singer and a little bit of a songwriter. In fact, I found some audio here I'm going to play for you. And this is Huey P. Long singing the song that ended up becoming his motto. And you're going to hear his voice and you're going to hear him talking and singing here. And I think he's joined here by Castro Carrazzo, as these two got together and wrote a lot of songs. And here's one of those songs that they wrote that was, again, kind of led to his nickname. Here's a little sample going back to the early 30s of Huey P. Long singing Every Man a King. Every Man a King. Fine. I want you to play it over for these people. And if you like it, I want you to put it out. Sunday, 
December through, or in the winter time or spring, there'll be peace without end. Every neighbor a friend, with every man a thing. Fine. Huey P. Long, and I think that was Castro Carrazzo there joining him on the piano, singing Every Man a King. Now, this man that he's joined by, Mr. Carrazzo, was an orchestra leader at the Roosevelt Hotel in New Orleans, and Huey P. Long picked him to be the new band director at LSU in the 1930s, and a lot of changes happened to the LSU band when Carrazzo came. They ended up enlarging the LSU band they ended up writing some songs. They got new uniforms that were a lot showier. And to be honest, here in 2020, the LSU band is probably the largest college band anywhere, the loudest college band anywhere. It is the the golden band from Tigerland, I think is their nickname. They're impressive. And you got to go back to the 1930s for Huey P. Long kind of lighting the fire to get that, that program up and going. Along the way, Huey P. Long and his buddy, the orchestra leader turned band director at LSU, Castro Carrazzo, they got together and wrote a song called Touchdown for LSU. And this kind of became a de facto fight song, although it's not the official fight song that LSU plays after every touchdown. But Touchdown for LSU, penned by Louis Huey P. Long, is still part of LSU's pregame ceremonies, and they play it at other times. And I thought here, as LSU celebrates a national championship this week, and we love talking about history here on the Y'all Show. Why not play a little bit of this song, which begins with a little bit of LSU's own spin on Tiger Rag, and then it segues into Touchdown for LSU. I've got the lyrics in front of me. Frankly, it's hard to in, go back to the 1930s and sing along to the, something printed out versus what the band plays. And the LSU band does a great job here with the pregame slash Touchdown for LSU. And they're the national champions. They can do whatever they want. And you know what? Huey P. Long would be proud of you, Bayou Bengals. So here is Touchdown for LSU, preceded by the LSU band's own take on Tiger Rag. Enjoy this as LSU is your national champions.
that song there co-written by Huey P. Long, The Kingfish, Touchdown for LSU by the LSU Marching Band. And that was just one of a couple of songs that Huey P. Long and his buddy Castro Carrazzo penned for LSU. Other songs included Darling of LSU, LSU Cadets March, and another song that's not about LSU. It's actually about Vanderbilt. Miss Vandy, dedicated to the co-eds of Vanderbilt University. I wonder if there had to be alcohol involved when he wrote that one. (laughs) But Huey P. Long, who again died in 1935 by an assassin's bullet, a huge proponent of Louisiana State University. And this week, LSU wins its fourth national championship. And another thing that Huey P. Long did while governor and senator there helping to steer funds to LSU, he got the the stadium there, Tiger Stadium, big time and large to be one of the biggest in all the Southeast. And he used government money to do it because he created dormitories in the football stadium. And those dormitories exist to this day. A pretty crafty guy, Huey P. Long, and we know that he would be extremely proud of the Golden Band from Tigerland and LSU and Orgeron and Joe Burrow and company winning the 2019 College Football National Championship. When we come back after this break, hashtag hullabaloo is headed your way. This is the Y'all Show. Talk with a Southern accent. If you're worried about your cholesterol, hear how others are taking charge with garlic. My doctor said my cholesterol was borderline, but I've been taking garlic, and it works. I've been taking garlic for years. My pharmacist recommended garlic. He said there's an ingredient in garlic that helps maintain healthy cholesterol. I take garlic every day. No garlic breath. Lots of people like you are choosing garlic to help maintain a healthy cholesterol. Garlic, it's cholesterol's natural enemy. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Use as directed. Asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. (coughs) Now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over the counter. So whether you need relief on symptoms at the park or at your kitchen table, Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CVS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed. Beep's coming. You know what to do. Hey, I'm going to just rip this Band-Aid off. We need to break up. You're just, you're not good for me. I'm always sweaty and uncomfortable around you, and I'm not getting any benefits from this relationship. You're just a basic memory foam mattress. I deserve better. And before you ask, yes, there is someone else. I've been seeing the purple mattress online for a while now. Don't blame yourself. How can you compete with a bed that totally supports me, hugs my pressure points, and sleeps so effortlessly cool? Not to mention the 100-night trial and free shipping. Now that's a bed with benefits. It'll make me feel better than you ever could. Break up with your old mattress and get with Purple today. Take advantage of Purple's Snorin' 20 sale and get free sheets and a premium sleep mask when you buy any Purple mattress. That's up to a $158 value. Claim your free premium Purple gifts today by texting OFFER to 84888. That's keyword O-F-F-E-R to 84888. Data rates may apply. The Y'all Show, back with you. And it's time now on the program as we conclude the week here in the last couple of minutes we got left of this second hour. It's hashtag hullabaloo time. 
And if you're new to the show, this is where, thanks to social media, that's one good thing social media has given us. A lot of bads come out of socialist media, but one good thing is hashtag hullabaloo. And here we go on social media, and sometimes it comes our way via Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and we find the darn funniest stuff. Sometimes the most educational stuff is just a mixed bag, and that's why we have it, and that's why we love to have this little segment on a couple times a week here on the Y'all Show. We thank you for your listening, and hey, if you've got something on social media you want to share with us, we welcome that input. Uh, you can tweet us directly. Our Y'all Show Twitter account is at Y'all Show. Our Instagram is at Y'all Show. And then if you need to email us, it's Y'all Show, Y-A-L-L-S-H-O-W, at Y-A-L-L dot com. That's the way you do it. Just reach out to us and share with share and share alike and share a lot. <laughs> well, Monday's a national holiday as we celebrate the life of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., And we're going to actually take the day off, so there will be no original y'all show on Monday. Hope you and your your family have a chance to get together and celebrate the holiday and have just a great day. As we celebrate Martin Luther King Jr., his birthday was actually on Wednesday, as it would have been his 91st birthday. And the King Center in Atlanta, the official living memorial to Martin Luther King Jr., put a tweet out, the King Center, at the King Center on Twitter, as they're founded by Coretta Scott King, the widow of Martin Luther King Jr., to educate on nonviolence and build the beloved community. And they put a tweet out that says, if you want to say that I was a drum, this is a quote from MLK, if you want to say that I was a drum major, say that I was a drum major for justice. Say that I was a drum major for peace. I was a drum major for righteousness. I just want to leave a committed life behind that from Martin Luther King Jr. I don't know when and where he was when he said that, but that put out by the King Center. Now, I want to take a moment to maybe tell you a little bit more about King in case you haven't researched him lately. He was born January 15th, 1929 in Atlanta. He was born to Martin Luther King Sr. and Alberta Williams King And his name actually at birth was Michael King, as his father was also born Michael King. But after a little bit of transition into the Elder King's part, he changed both his and his son's name in 1934. And I think I'm right on this. The Elder King had gone to Germany and had studied Martin Luther and then came back and changed his name and his young son, who I guess Martin Luther King would have been five years old when his name was changed from Michael to Martin Luther, as indeed his his father did go to Germany as part of a Baptist World Alliance, which is really, really weird. I don't know the exact year of that trip, but I mean, this, this is a black guy from the south of the United States going to Germany, and I assume the Nazis were on the rise or were in control, and I don't think Nazis like black folks from the south, and they didn't like Americans probably that much either and that was a little weird but anyway he was inspired by martin luther the great protestant and the guy who put the the 99 theses on the door as he changed his name and this conference actually put out whenever the elder king was in germany they put a statement out condemning anti-semitism and the senior king even deepened his appreciation for the power of luther's protest by going to places like Wittenberg is the town, I think, that Martin Luther 
was very active in back in the this two years ago was the 500th anniversary of martin luther and the protests there that started the protestant reformation and michael was then his name was changed when he got to be five years old as i said and that a little bit of the story there of martin luther king and a little bit of his early early years and his father who was also a preacher there in the atlanta area before martin luther king became that after something he and i have in common he went to an all-male college as he went to morehouse and at an all-male school that remains that way today unfortunately for me my alma mater changed about 20 years ago Uh, that's another story but martin luther king was actually the middle child he had an older sister christine king ferris and a younger brother a d king and martin luther king sang with his church choir believe it or not at the 1939 premiere of the film gone with the wind oh miss scarlet i wonder if there's any video or photos that show his church choir at that premiere of gone with the wind at uh what is that theater there on peachtree street i should know it uh it might be the lyric I, I i've seen it i forgot what the name is the, a very historic theater there in atlanta in fact the lady oh, what's the connection there um gosh I, I guess it was the gone with the wind writer margaret mitchell she got killed i think crossing the street there I, I'm, I'm going back a little bit on my memory here but i, I think she got hit by a car uh, right there where that theater is i i, I don't think i dreamt that uh go double check if you want this i'm not i'm not researching margaret mitchell today i'm talk, telling you about go, go i'm telling about martin luther king another atlanta but yes martin luther king part of that gone with the wind premiere his mother was an accomplished organist and choir leader who took him to all kinds of churches to sing and he actually received attention for singing the song i want to be more and more like jesus and he became a member of his junior choir in his church so those the early years of one martin luther king jr who again would have turned 91 on wednesday and monday is the official national holiday for martin luther king jr well monday is also a holiday in addition to martin luther king jr in some southern states it's robert e lee day mississippi i know is one of those states some other states have it at different times but I found something on Twitter from Larry Elder, the sage from South Central, who has the Larry Elder show out on syndicated radio stations, thanks to the Salem Radio Network. And the sage at Larry Elder on Twitter put a statement out here on Twitter that says, Joe Biden was for General Robert E. Lee before Joe Biden was against General Robert E. Lee. Now what? And Larry Elder's got the link to a story out in the Washington Examiner, where indeed Joe Biden, who has blasted President Trump over his, I guess President Trump's kind of come out and doesn't want to see any of our monuments brought down. And Joe Biden's criticized that. And it turns out Joe Biden, as a guy in the halls of government in the 1970s, voted to restore General Robert E. Lee's citizenship to the United States when he was very early in his Senate career. In 1975, the Delaware senator joined a unanimous Senate vote to restore citizenship to Robert E. Lee 110 years after the Virginian surrendered his Army of Northern Virginia to U.S. Grant of the Union Army. There were 10 dissenters in the House of Representatives 
And one of those in the House of Representatives who dissented was Representative John Conyers, who was from Michigan. And that, I mean, to his credit, he was against it. Conyers retired from Congress and then I think passed away since then in 2017 is when he retired from Congress. But Joe Biden, along with the whole U.S. Senate, voted in 1975 unanimously to restore the citizenship posthumously of General Robert Edward Lee, who also celebrates a birthday here in mid-January. Pretty wild how much we've changed, how much it's become the new trend to bash anything Southern, including Confederate history. And Joe Biden was evidently okay with it at one time. Remember, one thing that hasn't come up as we inch closer to Joe Biden, the likely Democratic nominee, he was, I think, the featured eulogist at the funeral of Strom Thurmond, the South Carolina segregationist senator, as they served in the Senate together for a long time. And I'm pretty sure Joe Biden was, I know he was a eulogist, but I think he was the featured eulogist when that funeral was held in 2000 or 2001 for Strom Thurmond. And Joe Biden, I think, often said that Strom Thurmond was kind of a father figure to him. Uh, go back and check, but I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm right on that. So I haven't had anybody, I've not seen that reported anywhere else, but I'm telling you, it's worth a look if you want to be a investigative journalist. Dominique Samuels is on Twitter at Dominique, and it's Dominique, T-A-E-G-O-N. And Dominique writes, name a better breakfast than an English breakfast. I bet you can't. <laughs> Uh-oh, we got some trash talking coming here in hashtag blue from across the pond of all places. So here in this getting ready for the weekend, maybe we can go out and have a great breakfast here this holiday weekend. Is there any truth that an English breakfast is really good? Well, first of all, what the heck is an English breakfast anyway? And I did a little research and our crack staff at y'all did some great research okay according to the experts at wikipedia (laughs) sometimes also called a fry up the full english breakfast consists of fried eggs sausages something called back bacon tomatoes mushrooms fried bread and often a slice of white or black pudding similar to bloodwurst that makes me just my stomach just just can't wait to have some bloodwurst it's accompanied by tea or coffee and hot buttered toast that is what the english eat for breakfast on most occasions what the heck's back bacon it's a cut of bacon that includes the pork loin from the back of the pig it may also include a portion of the pork belly in the same cut it's much leaner than side bacon made only from the pork belly back bacon and maybe y'all have had back bacon you knew what i was talking about but other than the bacon an english breakfast again with fried eggs that's not a bad deal Uh, fried eggs are good sausages that sounds like something granny would cook up here in the south but then they start throwing in some of the weird stuff tomatoes mushrooms and fried bread what the heck is fried who wants to fry bread at six in the morning and have it for breakfast i can see toasting bread but fried bread evidently something they have in jolly old england along with this blood worst all right well dominic put that out there again trash talking us from the outskirts of london well from the outskirts 
of i'm trying to think oxford oxford alabama that is we have a response from marie k burton and marie k e m p h is the address on twitter and marie writes in a profile wife to a jarhead mother boxer mama southerner recovering journalist lifelong auburn fan we're praying for you there marie an alabama native a small business owner and an imperfect christian i like that well here's what marie burton writes in response to dominique's praising of how great an english breakfast is all right here's what marie wrote easy every southern breakfast and this is what she writes every southern breakfast includes grits which must be made with milk and you know to be honest with you i've not really to my knowledge had grits made with milk i usually when i make them it's with water but i hear grits and milk that's a good combination so marie i'm about to take you up on that that might be my holiday weekend assignment some milk in grits also milk and oatmeal is supposedly a, a good thing so in the south of southern breakfast grits hash browns with onions and cheese also just like the english fried eggs that's something we can agree on see we didn't need to separate from them back in 1776 we could have just kept going on also bacon in the south biscuits and sausage and gravy that's right i said biscuits and sausage gravy (laughs) all that together is one item then in addition to the biscuits and sausage gravy you got to have biscuits and homemade jam and that's not a good southern word i don't care if it's technically jam marie it's jelly we don't know what jam is let the yankees call it jam in the south it's it's jelly so biscuits and homemade jelly so to recap your great southern breakfast according to marie burton in alabama lifelong auburn fan amen war eagle to you a southern breakfast according to marie grits out of homemade milk no no grips (laughs) grits made with milk I don't think too many of you have a cow in the backyard you can go out there and milk with your homemade milk but if you do more power to you you got your grits you got your hash browns with onions and cheese you got your fried eggs you got bacon then biscuits and sausage gravy and then to top it all off biscuits probably mary b's biscuits if i know marie there in alabama the Yellowhammer state so some biscuits and homemade jelly to top it all off that is what we call in the south yummy and that will conclude our hashtag hello blue here as we wrap up this end of the week edition of the y'all show hang on when we come back we will take a quick look at some of the brand new movies hitting theaters this weekend plus i'll weigh in on the major league baseball crisis going on several managers sent packing this week after they got caught cheating in that houston astros fiasco plus we'll tell you about tennis golf and nfl football it's championship weekend this weekend all that coming up in our final segment of this the y'all show with the general of all things southern john raw keeps coming you know what to do Hey, I'm going to just rip this Band-Aid off. We need to break up. You're just, you're not good for me. I'm always sweaty and uncomfortable around you, and I'm not getting any benefits from this relationship. 
You're just a basic memory foam mattress. I deserve better. And before you ask, yes, there is someone else. I've been seeing the purple mattress online for a while now. Don't blame yourself. How can you compete with a bed that totally supports me, hugs my pressure points, and sleeps so effortlessly cool? Not to mention the 100-night trial and free shipping. Now that's a bed with benefits. It'll make me feel better than you ever could. Break up with your old mattress and get with Purple today. Take advantage of Purple's Snorin' 20 sale and get free sheets and a premium sleep mask when you buy any Purple mattress. That's up to a $158 value. Claim your free premium Purple gifts today by texting OFFER to 84888. That's keyword O-F-F-E-R to 84888. Data rates may apply. Asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. <coughs> now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over the counter. So whether you need relief of symptoms at the park or at your kitchen table, Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CVS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed. I want to keep my heart healthy, so I get my cholesterol checked regularly. And when my doctor told me my cholesterol was borderline, I found garlic. According to my pharmacist, there's an ingredient in garlic that helps maintain healthy cholesterol. And one garlic tablet is equal to a whole clove of garlic, except it's odor-free. Yep, I'm doing what I can for my cholesterol, and I'm doing it with garlic. Garlic, cholesterol's natural enemy. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Use as directed. Y'all.com is the website if you want to connect to the Y'all Show anytime or if you want to catch up with anything going on in the Southeast, we have it covered, I promise you, at YALL.com, the ultimate guide to the South. This our final segment of today's Y'all Show. We'll take a quick look at some of the new movies hitting the box office this weekend and get ready to laugh your fanny off as Martin Lawrence and Will Smith's Bad Boys for Life comes out this weekend. The Bad Boys Mike Lowry and Marcus Burnett are back together for one last ride in the highly anticipated Bad Boys for Life. Ride together, die together is the motto of this movie out this weekend. Also out is Robert Downey Jr.'s Doolittle. Antonio Banderas also stars in this alongside Michael Sheen. A physician discovers that he can talk to animals. Doolittle out this weekend, a great family movie. Check it out. Also out is The Wave, and that's a Justin Long film. And that's a sci-fi movie that has been kind of expanded here this weekend. Those three movies among the new movies available this weekend. And don't forget that just the other day we saw the release of 1917, Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker, still doing quite well at the box office. And even Jumanji, the next level is out 
right now in uh, several of our southern theaters. So a great time to go see the movie theater and pay them a visit and see some of these films. Now to the NFL. And as we wrap up, we'll take a look at some sports happenings here this weekend. It's Championship Sunday as the NFL has the championship for both the AFC and the NFC. First up, the AFC Lamar Hunt and Bud Adams would be proud as their two original franchises of the American Football League get together. The Kansas City Chiefs host the Tennessee Titans this game at Arrowhead. It's going to be broadcast by Jim Nance and Tony Romo. It's a 3.05 Eastern, 2.05 Kansas City slash Nashville time kickoff between the Titans of King Henry, Derrick Henry, and Patrick Mahomes and the KC Chiefs. Ought to be a great game. Remember, the Titans have, I think, won five in a row against the Chiefs, and this will be what a what a game here to start off Championship Sunday. Then later on, it's the NFC Championship as Joe Buck and Troy Aikman on the call from Levi's Stadium in Santa Clara as the San Francisco 49ers try to punch their ticket to the Super Bowl. As Green Bay comes in, this is a Fox television broadcast set for 640 Eastern, 540 Central for the NFC Championship. The winners of these two games advance to play in the Super Bowl. The Super Bowl, by the way, is set for Sunday, February 2nd from Hard Rock Stadium in Miami Gardens and will be broadcast on Fox this year. So they'll get to enjoy a week off. The Pro Bowl will be next weekend in Orlando. But Championship Sunday headed your way this weekend. Now to baseball, and we've got another firing as part of this Houston Astros Orange and Blue Sox scandal as the New York Mets manager got fired, Carlos Beltran, who had never even coached a game for the Mets. He had just been hired, and he was a player for the Astros back when they won the World Series in 2017 as he was the only player named in Major League Baseball's investigation of Houston Astros' sign-stealing scandal, and now he's been let go by the New York Mets. Jeff Wilpon, who is the COO of the Mets, put a statement that said, we met with Carlos and agreed to mutually part ways. So he's out. Now, his dismissal follows also the dismissal of A.J. Hinch, who was the Astros' manager, and he was gone Major League Baseball suspended him originally, then the owner of the Astros fired him and other personnel. And then we also saw this week former Houston Astros assistant turned Boston Red Sox manager Alex Cora. He was let go by the Red Sox after he admitted to wrongdoing while with the Astros. So what a controversy for Major League Baseball heading into the season. By the way, we have the spring training reporting dates for some of our southern teams. And we'll start out with the defending World Series champions, Washington Nationals, as they will have pitchers and catchers report to spring training on February 12th. And then they have the first first full workout for the Nationals. The Nats get together for that on February the 18th. Other Southern teams of note, the Atlanta Braves pitchers and catchers report to Florida February 12th. First full workout is the 18th of February. The Orioles pitchers and catchers report on February 11th. The Astros, if they even have a team this year, they might suspend operations, it looks like. February 11th, report date for pitchers and catchers, and they had their first full workout on the 17th of February. The Royals, February 12th is when the pitchers and catchers report. February 18th, the first workout. The Marlins, February 12th is pitchers and catchers. February 17th, first full workout. And then you get to the St. Louis Cardinals. February 11th is the pitchers and catchers report date. February 17th, the date that they all get together. 
and have a workout the rays february 12th and then february 17th for them and then finally the texas rangers february 11th is the day they report and then february 17th the first full practice for them as that's your spring training reporting date information for the southern major league baseball teams now tennis gets underway with its first major of 2020 here this weekend as the Australian Open begins, Rafael Nadal, the number one seed, he's got a pretty easy match on the 20th against someone named Delian, and that is set for 7 o'clock Eastern, 6 Central, on January 20th. So some great Monday holiday viewing if you want to see some tennis. Rafael Nadal going for a Australian Open. And then also from the men's side, a guy from the South or from America to be on the lookout, Fritz. He's got a matchup also on January 20th. And the women also participating in the Australian Open. I don't have their start times, but it's tennis time. Tennis, anyone? Yes, Australian Open going until February the 2nd for the men's at least. And that is great news if you are a fan of tennis. Women, I do have one thing I wanted to pass along for the Australian Open. The number one seed in the world, Barty, who is an Aussie, actually, Ashley Barty from Ipswich, Australia. Her first match is Saturday night at 7 Eastern, 6 Central, if you want to tune in and see some women's tennis, Australian Open beginning. What's going on in the world of golf this weekend? It's the American Express Tournament taking place at La Quinta, California. Adam Long, your defending champion. What's coming up soon for the PGA Tour? The Farmers Insurance Open in California is next weekend, followed by that wild and crazy golf tournament, January 30th through February 2nd. It's the Waste Management Phoenix Open at TPC Scottsdale. Ricky Fowler, the defending champion of that tournament, and the PGA Tour kind of winds its way to the south. The first southern date is the Honda Classic, February 27th through March 1st at Palm Beach Gardens in Florida. And then if you want to tune in to the Masters, this year's Masters, April 9th through 12th from Augusta National Golf Club. And that will conclude our Y'all Show, as we do each and every week. We give you a whole bunch of great stuff to to kind of chew on for the weekend. Well, thank you for listening to us again. We will be off the air Monday, as we'll be right back here with an original show on Tuesday. Enjoy your long holiday weekend. And I'm John Rawls signing off. Have a great one from Dixie with Love. We'll get us to the weekend.
If you're worried about your cholesterol, hear how others are taking charge with garlic. My doctor said my cholesterol was borderline, but I've been taking garlic and it works. I've been taking garlic for years. My pharmacist recommended garlic. He said there's an ingredient in garlic that helps maintain healthy cholesterol. I take garlic every day. No garlic breath. Lots of people like you are choosing garlic to help maintain a healthy cholesterol. Garlic, it's cholesterol's natural enemy. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Use as directed. Asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. <coughs> now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over the counter. So whether you need relief of symptoms at the park or at your kitchen table, Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CVS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed. Beep's coming. You know what to do. Hey, I'm going to just rip this Band-Aid off. We need to break up. You're just, you're not good for me. I'm always sweaty and uncomfortable around you, and I'm not getting any benefits from this relationship. You're just a basic memory foam mattress. I deserve better. And before you ask, yes, there is someone else. I've been seeing the purple mattress online for a while now. Don't blame yourself. How can you compete with a bed that totally supports me, hugs my pressure points, and sleeps so effortlessly cool? Not to mention the 100-night trial and free shipping. Now that's a bed with benefits. It'll make me feel better than you ever could. Break up with your old mattress and get with Purple today. Take advantage of Purple's Snorin' 20 sale and get free sheets and a premium sleep mask when you buy any Purple mattress. That's up to a $158 value. Claim your free premium Purple gifts today by texting OFFER to 84888. That's keyword O-F-F-E-R to 84888. Data rates may apply.